Love this podcast? Support this show through the supporter feature from Acast. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Thanks for listening to Creative Control. Uh, While I have you here... Please consider supporting Youth Empowerment and Support Services, otherwise known as YES. Based in Edmonton, Alberta, YES provides immediate and low-barrier overnight and day shelter, temporary supportive housing, and individualized wraparound supports for young people aged 15 to 24. They work collaboratively within a network of care focused on the prevention of youth homelessness by providing youth with the necessary supports to stabilize their housing, improve their well-being, build life skills, connect with community, and avoid re-entry into homelessness. Learn more about how to donate or otherwise support YES by visiting YESS.org. Hey, this is Nicole calling from Hamilton, and I needed to let everyone know that I really proudly support Beach and Creative Control. I have for many years, I will for many more, as long as he keeps delivering these amazing interview podcasts. When you hear one of Beach's interviews, you think he's known this guest for years, they're good friends, uh, but the truth is he approaches every interview, whether it's sort of up-and-coming indie artists or established icons or like famous intimidating comedians with uh, a really deep, genuine curiosity, so he's never met this person, and the same really warm uh, candor, as so he's known them forever. I think it really lends to a great chat, no matter who he's talking to, and for that reason, I think you should throw Vish, like what, a dollar a month? He's got jokes. The jokes make it worth it. Support Creative Control on Patreon. To make your flexible monthly donation to Creative Control, please visit patreon.com slash creative control today. I'm Visha's wife, and remember, when you name a dog Janet or Timothy, you are dragging humanity down just a little bit. Kevin Drew is a multi-instrumentalist, songwriter, singer, and producer from Toronto, Ontario, Canada. Best known for his work in founding and organizing the band Broken Social Scene and his role with the Arts and Crafts label, Drew has engaged in occasional solo work before, 
but never quite like this. Adopting the acronym KDAP, which stands for Kevin Drew a Picture, he has made a new record by producing music on an app called Endless, which is a tool that he says saved him during the pandemic and altered the way he might make music from now on. The album is called Influences. It was released by Arts and Crafts on July 16th, 2021, and it prompted Kevin and I to have our first long-form on-the-record conversation in many years, in which we discuss things like pandemic haircuts, his longing for late friends like Hal Wilner and Gord Downey, how making his new music with the Endless app happened and took shape, the state and status of guitar-oriented bands in a digital age, his work with the Tragically Hip, personal freedom, the story behind influences, future plans, and much more. A part of the Entertainment One Network with the support of listeners like you, who follow and subscribe to this podcast and spread the word about it, and make flexible monthly donations at patreon.com slash Control, with additional support from Blackbird Music, a well-stocked record store with locations in Edmonton and Calgary, and friendly staff who will happily help you source special orders for hard-to-find titles, which you can learn more about at blackbird.ca, plus in-kind support from Pizza Trocadero, The Bookshelf, and Planet Bean Coffee in Guelph, and Granddad's Donuts in Hamilton. This is the 624th episode of Creative Control, featuring the lovely and talented Kevin Drew, with your host, me, Vish Khanna. Hi, Kevin. How's it going? Very well. well Should I go higher with my kid? Hi. No, no. What, what do you mean? Like do like a fake hi? I, I, I was just more astounded that as a Canadian, you didn't even ask me how I was doing. You just said, I'm fine. Who cares about you? I thought that was odd. Well, <laughs> by the tone of your voice and the fact that I saw your haircut three minutes ago, you look and sound great. Beesh, Did so. you? Are you monitoring my hair growth? How'd you know I had a haircut? Uh, because... I think once everybody decided to get needles in their arms, they ran out and got haircuts. Yeah, that is true. I got the two needles, and then I went and got a haircut. As we're speaking, that occurred yesterday. And uh, the young hairstylist I had, she was really lovely and cool. But then halfway through our, our session, it came, we were talking about vaccines, you know? And she's, I was like, so have you, have, you had any, have you had one dose or anything? And she's like, no, nothing. <laughs> and I went, oh. Like, we were both wearing masks, but I was like, oh. Why not? She's like, well, I'm young and healthy, and I want there to be more research. I was like, oh. And now, then got- you, were, you, were you worried that was going to affect your haircut? That's probably the first thing that came to mind was, how is this going to affect my haircut? Well, to be honest, I was more concerned, like, do I have a debate with this person who has scissors by my neck? <laughs> that was my first thought. Like, can I get in? Can I mix it up here? Can I be like, well, you know, research suggests... You're not just helping yourself. You're helping all of us by getting a vaccine. And also, you know, like, I don't know what you're waiting for. There's no young and healthy exclusion to this. That's been proven at least tenfold. Like, I could have said some of those things. Instead, it just got, we had been chatting very much. She was, uh, you know, we we had a good rapport. Everything was going well. But she said that. And it was the first, you know, when you're getting a haircut and there's always like this incessant chatter. And then there's like three minutes of silence all of a sudden. You ever had that? All the time. Yeah. So but they- I, I actually know because I've been using uh, a wonderful 
friend of the family since I was 10. I have the same gentleman who cuts my hair, Greg Dick out of Toronto. Oh, Greg, Greg D. We love him. So you're saying that there's no awkwardness. There's no awkwardness. No, because I've been going there now for, uh, you know, if you do the math, I don't want to do it. It's been a while. Yeah. Well, I had never met, uh, this person. And, uh, uh, anyway, it was like, I say, I'm new to the, I, as you, did you know, I live in Edmonton now? Well, I, I saw that yeah. in the email that you were, and, and I immediately thought of the heat wave that's been going on there. Yeah. Yeah. It has been, it has been, it's funny. Cause everyone was like, why would you move to the coldest place? One of the coldest places anyway in Canada. And now, yeah, now the summer people here are astounded by the, the heat. They're like, this never happens. I'm like, I'm pretty sure it's the new normal because no one here has air conditioning, which mm-hmm. is on the one hand really good. But on the other, everyone's dying here. The other day I posted, we, we were dumb. I'll tell you, Kevin, have you ever moved across the country? Yeah, you have. You've lived in different places. Have you ever moved all your stuff from mm-hmm. like one part of the country to another or the continent? Have you ever done that? No, never, never. Oh, you left your stuff behind if you've lived elsewhere? Is that what I've never doing? fully moved anywhere. I'm one of those one foot in, one foot out. Okay. Kind of yeah. Okay. People. But we did dumb things. Like we brought stuff with us because we, we didn't think about it until it was too late. The moving truck was here. We're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just pack the uh, uh, upright air conditioner that's 10 years old. Just pack that in the van. We'll just take it all the way to Edmonton. And then hawk it when we get there. Like dumb stuff like that. Like rookie stuff, I would say. So anyway, I sold. It was a heat wave here. And I posted the uh, the air conditioning unit the, that we had. And like within five minutes, there were over, over 40 inquiries. And the guy I ultimately sold it to upped the price. You know, normally in Ontario, we we negotiate down. Have you ever, have you ever done that? Someone says, give me 300 bucks. You, Kevin, would say... What about two fifty? Right, you'd probably say that, right? I'm actually terrible at negotiating, but <laughs> I, I hear that's what you're supposed to do. You bargained a little. This guy went the opposite. I'll give you three forty. I'm like, okay, and so I sold it to, all within an hour. I, I've never posted something on Kijiji, and it was gone. The transaction was done within an hour. I've never had that in my life. But it was so hot, and no one here has air conditioning because it is never hot, really. But now, you know. I don't know if you heard this, but the climate is changing. Is that is that something you're aware of? I've caught I've caught the wave of that. Yeah, and I I have to say I guess you were playing upon some air conditioning vulnerability with the way that you dealt mm. with that business transaction. Mm. I think the price point I I offered was fair. But I could not find. I will tell you. You think I'm a miser? You think I'm some sort of AC Scrooge? Let me tell you this, Kevin. I did a check. I looked on the internet for this model. Could not find it used, used, mind you, for less than $1,700. People were fleecing everyone. And I said it to my wife. I'm like, I think we could probably get, like ours was 10 years old, but it worked fine. I'm like, I think we could get 500. She's like, no, no way. We, we, we barely paid that much new. No, no. So I was like, all right. So I posted it for three. How do you feel about that, Mr. V sucks? I think I did the opposite. I actually gave people a deal. I'm trying to gauge your personality within this this <laughs> podcast right now, and I have to say, I, I might I might need to do a few stretches and then call you back. <laughs> what am I overwhelming? What what what, you, what is that supposed to mean? We've yeah. known each other a long time. This is I news know. to you. Yeah, I'm I'm 
I am a little overwhelmed. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to overwhelm you. Now, uh, where in the world are you? That is usually my first question, but I never got around to asking. Where in the world are well, you? We today? never finished about your haircut. Oh, now, right. Well, we have, my mother was a hairdresser, Vish, so I grew up with the you know philosophies of haircutting. And I would like to ask you a mm. question of when you were when your hair was finished, did you feel as if you did shed a lot of what you were carrying around the last year and a half? Well, that's a fascinating way of looking at it because when the lockdown started in March of 2020, uh, I stopped shaving my face and I luckily had made one quick trip to Ontario in February. We had moved here in January, 2020. I we moved or I I made a quick trip rather to Ontario to do uh do you remember the do you know the Long Winter Festival in Toronto? Are you familiar with that? Of course. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. So I went back to to do a taping of my live talk show there and to see my parents and some friends and fa- uh, friends friends I guess other friends. And while I was in Guelph I got a haircut. So I I went to the person who had been cutting my hair since I've been growing it out uh because my normal barber when I kept my hair short I came in one day, my son and I both had long hair, and I was like, can we get trims? Like, this is like a, an Itali- a Portuguese barbershop, you know, with the stripes and the semi-pornography magazines. Like, there's that kind of place. Do you know where I'm where I'm coming from, you know? Like, it wasn't quite... Yeah, barbershop. Yeah, it was a real barbershop. Mm-hmm. And he said, no, I don't cut girls' hair. And I was like, what? He's like, no, I can't. I can't cut, I can't cut long hair. I can't cut people's hair like that so we stopped going so then i started to go to the guelph first choice you know first choice the chain <laughs> well it still exists in guelph i guess <laughs> i was like well i don't know where to go i don't want to spend 50 bucks on my son's haircut uh, i don't want to go to a salon so we both went and then the woman was good she did a good job so anyway I, i've been keeping my hair long and then yeah i just hadn't cut it since february 2020 and i hadn't i'd grown a big beard and then yeah after my first dose shaved the beard which my daughter, but the beard was down to my chest, like a long, big beard. My daughter has harvested the hair from the beard, put it in a Ziploc bag, and claims it's hiding somewhere in the house. How weird is that? Does that not seem strange? Uh, it seems innovative, actually. Your daughter's quite <laughs> smart. The beard, where did I hide dad's beard thing? <laughs> I kind of like it. <laughs> Seems witchy to me. Like if I, I ever, like if I ever send her up to her room, she's going to be up there, you know, with us doing a spell or something like a curse. I don't, I don't know. I, yeah, I think she now has power over you. Yeah. So first dose, shave the beard, felt felt better, and then yeah, my hair. It's been as you mentioned, heat wave. So the hair and the heat wave, incredibly hot. Uh, you know, very hot. So yes. To answer your question, after my haircut, I felt a breeze, a nice, cool breeze kissing at my the back of my neck, and I slept better, I think, in some ways yesterday because I didn't have all this hair. Yeah, I felt better. Yeah, you've got long... I saw you briefly uh, in this interface. You, your hair... You've been keeping your hair pretty long for, for some time, right? Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. Oh, I have not had a cut in a long time. Right. So, and is that pandemic-related? It is. Yeah, yeah, it is. But I look forward to it. I look forward to seeing my friend and I always look at it when you get a haircut. It's always that semi new beginning aspect in the way that you can see. It. I'm just still happy I have it. There's times where. Oh, yeah, I that's true. It was, yeah. it was going, but it's it's somehow it's just clung to me. 
and it's been a sense of comfort during these times. I did. I do. I do want to be careful about you know denigrating my hair, because as you say, we have many peers, men and women, and whomever else, however you identify. When you start to lose your hair, it is really traumatizing. So I what I did think of some of my friends as I was like, yes. Got a haircut because some of my friends are sensitive about, you know, they don't have hair anymore. So I, I'm with you on that. Um, but it, yeah, I, I I will say I posted a couple of photos on the socials and people are saying I look like Rachel from Friends now. <laughs> so Who, uh, what people are, are that? A, a majority of people have made some sort of allusion to the show Friends, which I've never seen. I've never seen an episode of Friends, uh, but I'm familiar with the dynamic from just pop culture stuff. So they're putting like, you know, people are posting like GIFs and photos of this Jennifer Aniston character. And yeah, I have the Rachel. I, I don't know. I, I thought it would be a nice hopeful thing. You know, on socials, you try to do a little hope, you know, you try to put a little hope into the world with your <laughs> posts. And I thought this would be like kind of like an encouraging sign. Instead, everyone dunked on me and said, I have the oh. Rachel. How was that for your serotonin, your dopamine fix? Did it did it reach a, a soaring point with the Rachel uh, comparisons? Did no, no, good? no. I'm dejected. I uh, oh. I told my hairstylist yesterday when she was like, "How you know? Do you do you, she's people ask the when you're in the chair they say, do you comb your hair? Do you brush your hair? Do you do you put shampoo in it? Oh, they also said because as you may know, Kevin, I have a lot of salt and pepper. It's getting saltier, by the way." Good thing. They say that. They say, you know, people pay hundreds of dollars to get the hair that you have. Yeah. The thick, they do. thick, soft salt and pepper. And I say, well, I do nothing. Do you blow dry it? I do nothing. I, I get, I, I towel dry it. I don't comb it. It just goes where it goes at the end. So I've put no effort into the salt and pepper, no effort into the, you know, cause I'm old school. I'm 90s old school. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not Were you gonna... <laughs> the kid that didn't do his homework but got straight A's? No. I knew some kids like that. No, no. I would fail when I didn't do my homework. No, I only did schoolwork uh, in a dedicated fashion for grade 9 and a bit of grade 10. And then at the end when I realized if I wanted the option of going to university uh, here in Canada, you have to do well, uh, it, particularly in your last couple of years, I guess. Uh, when. Mm. I think when you and I are about the same age, when we were coming up, we had a grade 13, right? OAC, mm-hmm. right, right, right? Mm-hmm. So they don't have that anymore. But yeah, you had to do well there in particular. That's when you, that's when the schools were, I think, am I wrong about that? Did they look at the whole thing? That's what I remember. They, I Yeah, I obviously, when I heard OAC wasn't mandatory, it was a choice. Yeah. So I, of course, split after grade 12. Yeah. The fact that I graduated was a miracle. But yeah, yeah they looked at uh, your entire grade 12, grade 13 career. That's right. Right. And then your parents' checkbooks. <laughs> right. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, exactly. I guess they did do that. That's true. Yeah. So I mm-hmm. only started really, I goofed off for most of it. But yeah, I, I I think I know where you're coming from. Like, are you trying to insinuate I was some kind of savant? Uh, maybe I, yes maybe i don't think i was no i wasn't i have to work hard at everything i i do i i it doesn't just come to me i i, I do you feel like you're a savant or do you have to work uh, no i have to everything that ever happens i have to start from the ground up and so, there's been a, a few moments where i was able to get into people's lives and and work from there 
But no, I, I even at this point in my life now, I've realized even with putting out KDAP, yeah, if you want something done, you have to do it. And obviously you want to have a great team that's there to help. But the work, I tell the artists today, like the work is on you more than ever yeah. because the direction's going to come from you. And I think as artists, we always want to, I'm social seeing the phone to ring all the time, but it would ring with people's ideas. And a lot of us got sort of lazy in the aspect of being like, okay, great. There's always going to be these things coming to us. And then when that slows down, you realize you have to start building up again. Hmm. And um, I think more than ever, it's the individual who's going to get across the finish line. It, it obviously takes a village always, but I'm noticing that the workload is, is doubled for everybody. And I think as an industry, a lot of people are very exhausted right now because managing people's dreams and working for people's dreams and trying to execute the things that you've been doing throughout the career of the ever-changing music industry and then putting that into your home and having to live on Zoom and having to have the loops of conversations that are constantly happening, especially within the middle class of music where your wins are very traditional wins yeah if you're a new artist it's incredible and if you're not you find yourself battling to just stay afloat within those wins so yeah you know is that because as an established artist you have a methodology and mechanisms in place and it's difficult to like you've had them in place for some time and so it's difficult for you and your team maybe skewing a little older to adapt to the same things that a newer artist uh, has sort of come up with. Like it's intuitive to them how to operate, how to function, how to resonate, how to make their music resonate. But for, for people maybe of our vintage, we are used to doing things a certain way and maybe weren't sent the memo that things aren't done that way anymore. <laughs> where Where is that memo? Um, and they're not. And and I think the one of the the great things that you need to do as you're getting older is is really look at the expectation of what you're holding on to, to as you keep going. I have no identity or purpose in making music. I have what I love to do and what I feel forms an expression of mine, which can fall into the identity category, but to make music, to remain busy is not something that at this point in my life, I sort of partake in. Mm. And it's hard to watch peers. I mean, if you look at, let's say my Instagram, the people that hang out with me, the gatherers, I like to call them, not the followers, it's very it's a small crew, but that's who I'm targeting now yeah. in releasing this record. And I never would have suspected that in my naivety of how distribution was going to be at this point. I still really believe in the dream of it being passed around and hoping that that's some way that my music gets to people. But in changing my name, it's like change your name, change your life, change your expectations, change your goals. I'm very, very, very grateful. And I had a wonderful time with Broken Social Scene, and I hope to continue to do that. Yeah. But we reached a place where we were there, and to go further just never, it wasn't happening. But that's okay, because where we were was incredible. 
Well, you you talk about this broken social scene. For those who maybe maybe don't know, seems to have it started, it ascended, seemed mm-hmm. to stop, mm-hmm. then it returned, it resumed, and so based on what you're just saying, it's in a it's in some sort of uh, stasis. What, what's the status of it? Like when you say uh, you hope to do it oh, again, we're, we're we're doing. Oh well, we will be doing. It okay, again. we're yeah. we're working on stuff. Good, and- good. Good. We have things going on. No, I think it's just something that will be in our lives. Yeah. Um, there's yeah. no need for it to not be. You know, you were talking about, I think, independence and the notion of people having to do things for themselves, but, you know, a younger artists and, and whomever, you know, these days the onus is on you as the artist to kind of manage m- most, if not all, of your affairs. Was there anything about the pandemic time? that illuminated that for you, that notion of independence, isolation, uh, self-propulsion? Did that come to the fore during this period of lockdown for you in any particular way? Um, I just went to, a, you know, I've been adjusting my attitude for a few years now. And I really, really, really am grateful and happy and do feel the privilege of where I am right now. I think the beginning of the pandemic, I was very good friends with that gentleman, Hal Wilner. We were very sweet to each other. Oh, and I nice. always would visit him. And, and that really, really rocked me mm. because he passed away and we had just spoken and we were talking about doing a Mary Margaret O'Hara record. And thank God I ran into her because she lives at the top of my street. And I said, Mary, oh my gosh, I have to call Hal. He wrote me recently. And I went home and I FaceTimed him. And this is about two weeks, I think, into the pandemic. Yeah. And he was walking through Central Park with the camera on his nose and he got lost and we had a wonderful chat. And then uh, I got the call two weeks, about a week and a half later. And I couldn't, you know, I couldn't um, quite breathe for a little bit there in the idea that it just really rocked me. And I just thought he was just such a lovely gentleman to everyone. Hmm. And he saw everybody for who they were and he didn't put them in any categories, regardless of the achievements and the efforts. If you intrigued him or you wanted to talk to him, he was present in front of you. And it made me be in that moment of what we were going through. I thought, okay, I, I, I am here, I am alive, I have a roof, and I have money in the bank. I can go get some groceries. I spent a lot of time on the phone. I reached out. I was able to go and be with somebody I love extremely over in England. I split, and that's where I found the time in this app that I'm sure you want to talk about Mm -hmm. that I ended up making this record on. Mm -hmm. And all I really felt was you are extremely lucky. Yeah. And that was it. Well, first of all, I want to offer my condolences to you for the loss of your friend. Oh, he was everybody like, you know, I immediately went to his people who were just incredible. And yeah, I'm, I just, the fact that he put me in his roster of friends the last 10, 12 years was I was just honored to be his his bud. Well, we interacted just the one time for an interview, and it was lovely, and it meant a lot to mm-hmm. me uh, as a fan of Saturday Night Live and all mm-hmm. of his other projects and his work. And 
Oddly enough, yeah, I was texting with Mary Margaret O'Hara around that time as well, just offering my... I feel like she reached out to me, actually, at that point. But yeah, we were just texting about him. So I feel that pain um, as well, uh, peripherally on some level. I didn't know him, but I was a fan. So I just wanted to say that, first of all. Uh, Secondly, uh, just to go into what you were talking about in terms of this record, this app, where you were when you made it. Before we get to that, as I recall... When the pandemic was starting, you really took to Instagram mm. and offered people live streams, live performances. I think before almost anyone was really doing it with any consistency or understanding of what it was, what it meant to be in this place where we could only communicate, particularly musicians, you could only really perform and communicate that way. And there's part of me, if I think on it, it's been a while now. But if I think on those performances, this record feels like it's kind of in line, like the music you were making and performing, I, I, I want to say, in those live streams seems like this this record seems like maybe an extension of that. But I could be I could be misremembering that to no, you. No, no, no. No? No. Okay. Well, of course, it, it was... First of all, I'm glad you were there. I was alone. So I just thought, okay, I'm sure there's people alone out there. So I'm just going to go on at 11 o'clock yeah. at night. Yeah. And that's what I did. Or was it 10 o'clock? I can't remember. And I had a boomerang pedal and I had a Eventide pedal and I had two keyboards. I had a Nord and a Roland mm-hmm. and I would sit, just make a little loop and then I would just improvise. And I was so moved by all the people that kept coming on there. Some nights it was 30 people. Some nights it was 500 people. It was all over the map, but it did make me feel connected. Yeah. And I appreciated that. And I didn't say anything. I just played and I never saved it. So the moment Vish was what I was going for. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's just like, okay, if you're here and we're all here right now, then that's it. And I will not put it up afterwards because you have the option with Instagram live. Yeah. Do you want to now put this up? And I didn't. And then also I was able to get some guests. I had Katie McBride and Charles Spearin and John McIntyre. It was kind of, it was fun. And mm-hmm. then off I went to England. And I can say that that because that was such an ambient instrumental way of being, it did connect to the aspects of me starting to work through this app that I found in building this instrumental record. Right. Because I was sort of I didn't have things to sing. There was the the you know, the massive uprising that was happening all around us. I felt it was not my place sure. to sing as yep. well. Yep. And I just thought, I feel, I feel, I feel, I feel, you know? So yeah. it, it didn't set out to make anything, Vish. I didn't, but it happened. And I thought, well, well, I should just go all the way with it and just finish this thing and put it out. Fair enough. Fair enough. Now you've alluded to an app a few times and mm. we should, uh, at the risk of shameless plugging, what is the name of this app? Where did you find it? Uh, how does it work? Can you talk a little bit about the app, first of all? Yes. Well, I, thank you for saying shameless plugging. I, I'm i plugging this app. I have no stock in it. I have no money in it. I'm not getting paid to do it. Hmm. I've found it, fell in love with it. It helped me make this album. Yeah. Uh, it gave me a studio in, inside my hands with a phone. I was able to go spend time in England and walk around in a forest and create this record with the satellites. And I've 
since found the founder, the co the the founder of Endless. It's called with three S's, Endless. And I was trying to find him because when I came home and brought this up to the bathhouse to work with Nile Spencer, I was really afraid that I wasn't going to be able to use the sounds that I made. But it's no different than a sort of buying a keyboard with patch sounds already in there. If you pay for this thing, you can do whatever you want. Now, ah. stay with me here. There's a platform where you can jam with people and there's a platform where you can sort of listen in on what people are doing. But all I did was get into the program of where you can build these loops and take these sounds and you have a certain amount of bars that you can work with. You can change your keys. You can do all kinds of things. And I felt they presented really wonderful beats and really wonderful bass and key sounds. And the thing that I have no problem in promoting it for is because it really helped me. Yeah. We live in a time where the arts programs are just getting cut everywhere, everywhere. They're getting cut like mad. We, I was introduced to a prison program called the Right Now Project, right at the beginning of the pandemic, where Ohad and I had done this ambient record many moons ago, but we were going to put it out on one of those band camp Fridays. Mm-hmm. And we ended up switching the thought and we gave it to this program who brings tablets into jails and mainly Rikers and New York City jail because all the art programs were cut due to, due to the pandemic. So what they did was we gave them this music. We said it was social scene and they made films of outdoor images, which I thought was a little strange, but statistically that's what they said works for the, for the, you know, the people who are the inmates. Yes. The inmates. And, um, and you know, Rikers is a, it's a motherfucker. So that sort of started to make me look to programs like endless applications, like endless to get those into schools or to get them in the prisons would be amazing. I was challenged by a few people on an egotistical level of don't let them know your tricks. Don't tell them how you did this. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm not a believer in that. I'm just not intuition and intuitive impulse still makes you an artist. You can't get a photo app and think you're going to take an amazing photograph unless you see an amazing photograph and take it. Well, I mean, it would be like hiding your guitar. (laughs) I mean, at this point, it's just a tool and the tool is the tool just sits there and depends who picks it up in terms of using it properly or using it in a way that is uh, impactful, I guess. Yeah. No. And I've been told you you should be paid by them. You should be paid by them. But I don't know how to do that. I was so grateful to them for making this thing. Who's telling you who's telling you that the people who made this app with this apparently rights free music needs to pay you? Who is telling you this? Is it your (laughs) Your miserly old uncle or something? You shouldn't be shouldn't be fleecing this company that helped you. I, I I agree with your sentiment. They helped you. They did. And I I'm very passionate about people playing music because or listening to music. I just think it's it's art in general is being dismissed left, right, and center. And I mm-hmm. don't think we're doing well as a society now because of it. And I know there's accessibility and access to everything, but I still do believe Music is a universal language of who we are. Totally. And I, and I do believe that, that people should have the opportunity to play it. Yeah. And I think if there are budget cuts left, right, and center that are just gouging the art programs across the world and the educational platforms and community platforms, it's not that hard to join forces now and bring music to your thumbs. So... That's where I stand on that. I agree. I agree with you. 
uh, I think you are in an interesting place artistically because you are a musician who has long, for as long as I've known of you, has been exploring sound uh, and pushing the tools, as I mentioned, whether it's guitars, whether it's drums, whether it's this new app, Endless. You you tend to push things as far as they can go to get different kinds of sounds. You're 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 an explorer in that regard, but mm. I also think that you know as we're speaking, uh, there's Polaris Music Prize stuff happening behind uh, behind the scenes or whatever. Or maybe by the time people hear this, there will be an announcement about the next uh, shortlist, which your band Broken Social Scene has appeared on in the past. But I've heard from a few guitar oriented bands and friends about what does it mean that this award or Canada in general seems to be done with celebrating guitar oriented music and it seems to be that with that prize in particular it's very difficult for a guitar oriented artist of any sort whatever whatever your signifying genre is to impress upon a jury of peers that you're innovative in any way it seems to be the people using an app or uh you know electronic or synthesized sounds that get the tag of being innovative because they're they're changing sounds they're synthesizing sounds familiar sounds and making them something new because you seem to have always been straddling these worlds of of punk post-rock electronic music uh, dance music if you will what is your take on that? Or do you have a take on that? Like, do you see where I'm coming from with it? Like, it's, I, I do. Yeah. I do. First of all, I think don't listen to anybody that tells you if something's finished. Yeah. Cause it, that's, that's, that onus is on you. Secondly, I think Polaris prize has done an incredible job at just, it, it, they just built their own individual identity and who they've wanted to represent uh, within our country. And I think they've done a fantastic job right. of it and definitely introduced me to, acts i never heard of i think guitar rock just go rent Rockstar with mark Wahlberg and your your lookalike jennifer aniston it's destroyed <laughs> it was tired and it was destroyed and it was chauvinistic and it just sort of it had its time so i don't think guitars are ever going to go away but i can say people were exhausted with the stereotypical bullshit of it all and in terms of innovation within apps and electronic music, I don't think there's much innovation out there musically because it's all been done. Like I said, it's the individual who comes and takes the driver's seat and decides which way to go with it. I believe honesty is the best innovation there is in music. And if you think you're coming up with something brilliant, you've just neurologically had it put inside of you and you don't really realize that you heard it when you were six years old. Yeah, There's nothing you're going to do that you can say is an original thought within the sound. We have had it covered time and time again. What is an original thought within sound is your honest instinct into how you're approaching it. I think, yeah, go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, I think that that applies uh, well for the artist to ignore the noise, you know, put Mm -hmm. out, put, put off the noise. That's just noise. However, where I was coming from is it does seem that the arbiters of taste, awards, critics these days, press outlets, media outlets, I think they have that mentality of like anything with like a guitar and drums and bass 
that's been done to death. It doesn't matter how cool your song is. We're less likely to spill ink all over it, over some obscure or strange sounding thing. And that, I, and again, I love those obscure, strange sounding things myself, but I hear that from time to time. Three, okay, here's an example. I was recently championing the album, uh, the recent album by the band Tons, or mm. uh, the album, the recent album by Kiwi Jr. It was difficult for me in the context of talking to my colleagues and peers to impress upon them that these were things worth coverage, let alone awards. Um, and so that's an interesting, and I, I mean, I stand by, I love those records. Uh, yeah. And I think a good catchy rock song is still something to celebrate and be excited about. But then I'm like, am I old that that isn't, but I mean, even my colleagues are like, no, I like who are of my vintage are like, no. It would be better. We would be better served, and I agree with this on one hand. We would be better served using our platforms to cover people who have no profile yet, to or or, or have been marginalized. Like that, I agree with. But I also feel like some great music is kind of getting lost in that shuffle because it doesn't doesn't sound as futuristic, if not even contemporary, but futuristic. Do you get where I'm coming from there? Like it's yeah, a, no, I do, yeah. I do. I, I mean, I, Vish, we hang in different circles. We have different conversations over different dinners, and yeah. I think what you just said there—that's what I love about Polaris—is that they're not focusing on, they're focusing on new acts, and they're focusing yeah. on uh, marginalized. And it's, you know, it's time. That is what is the time right now, and it should be. And yeah. rock and roll's had its fucking time. Yeah, I don't think you go. I certainly don't make anything to be recognized by the Canadian Press Association. <laughs> on, no, man. no. I mean, and they certainly have, you know, at the beginning did a wonderful job for us. And they know that, you know, social scene was championed by that. And so job well done. Go and do it for others. That's do an it. That's the ones who aren't heard. That's, that's the way it works. But that's you know? an interesting point you make. Job well done. Past tense. There is that mentality too. Well, we don't need to support Kevin or Broken Social Scene. We already did that. They're doing fine. But your whole life is ahead of you, Kevin. Like you, you. Yeah, I, I, I'm super excited. I love getting older. I'm so pumped. And, you know, whoever wants to help out, I'm into it. I yeah. understand if you don't want to, I get it. It's something that you have to accept, Vish. I'm not going to let being in my <laughs> mid 40s suddenly depress me when I go and make an electronic record of soundtrack where I feel so great about it. It's like I get it. No, I, I understand. I, 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 I get you and I are both. You know, we came up kind of crate digging and being that. Mm -hmm. There's that mentality of like I was here first, and now the band is big, and that's. I mean, in my case, generally, I was like, good. The thing I was yeah. proven right. <laughs> I don't. Yeah. I don't begrudge the band for being more popular, but I will say what I'm worried about in this context. Okay, let's get down to it because this conversation has been going on a long time about the reflection of rock and roll within the Canadian Press Association. I think people should be able to have careers and not be dismissed because we've already covered you. This has been going on for many decades. If not a I century. think you're giving too much power to the Canadian press right now. I'm not saying the Canadian press, but there is this one and done mentality a lot. That's like, a Canadian I, mentality. No, I think it's a media consumption com, uh, uh, mentality. I think 
How many times have you and I heard about a show on Netflix is coming out in a month? And everyone's mm-hmm. talking about the show, and there's, there's press, there's interviews, there's all this stuff about the show. Then the show comes out, and poof. It's everyone has done what they can to support that thing. They're on to the next one so quickly. And I feel like that happens with lots of stuff. And when I was growing up, like I know the words to all of Enter the Wu Tang by Wu Tang Clan because I had it on a tape in my car and I would listen to it a thousand times. And I still know lyrics to, to songs from that era. These days, I don't think I'm built the same way. Like, I mean, I'm older, I have kids, I have other responsibilities. I feel like we are kind of trained to be done with stuff faster. And that includes people now. That's kind yeah, of where I'm coming from. No, I hear you. I hear you on that. We are done with stuff faster. And that's why this awakening that's ripping through everybody right now is so important because it shows that all of this was here. It just, we, we concluded it yeah. before there was even a conclusion to be concluded. And I also think that I have had many conversations with many musicians who feel done, who feel ignored one particularly that I worked with and it took his death for people to come back to him. Yeah. So it's very sensitive to me, this conversation, because that was something that I had to unpack afterwards because the only way that I ended up beside him was because he felt ignored. Yeah. And he wanted to try to find something innovative to come back into what he felt was. And he said, get ready in your mid forties. They don't care in this country. They don't care. Yeah. And I was prepared for that. And I saw everyone return, obviously, for the reasons of why they should. But, yeah. you know, that marketing campaign cost his life. So wh- how far are we going to go here with this? Exactly. Like, that's where, that's, I, that, I, that is a striking example of what I'm thinking of, to be honest. Because the work that was done, by the way, and I was going to text you about this, because the other day I slapped it back on, that Man Machine poem album that mm. you worked on with the Tragically Hip, is fantastic and i think it's i think people slept on it because obviously there was a lot going on with uh with gore downey announcing that he was terminally ill and uh obviously there was a lot there but i want people since we're just on the topic subtly i want people to really dig into that record because i saw hip fans being like what the fuck is this and then i actually i felt they were that's that's strange because i felt they were they were I felt we we made it through the hip fans. I thought they. You know what? It was one guy. It. it was like one guy I saw on Twitter. It was like, what the fuck is this? I put it on, World and I thought Gord was on just on a whole other level. I love those songs so much. Is all I wanted oh, to say. I was awesome. playing it the other day, and also listening to it in relation to uh, an album of theirs called "And Now for Plan A." Um, mm. because I see that I, I didn't realize how connected they were uh, at the time. But mm-hmm. anyway, all this to say, yes, this is that example is one. I said it introducing. So I saw five of those hip shows and I happened wow. to be in Ottawa for the Arboretum Festival. And I ended up having to introduce Sloan uh, when they were playing there. And they ended up doing two sets because. Uh, Mets had to cancel because they're. Uh, so I think someone was having a baby. Anyway, so Sloan did two sets, and I got to introduce them. And I made a point of saying exactly what we're kind of discussing. We got to stop taking our artists for granted. And I said it in a way where I am in the midst of this incredibly emotional run with this band I've loved since I was a kid, and I'm going mm-hmm. to see them for I think the last time. And this is, I mean, as I'm speaking to you today, I still haven't figured this out. 
that run of shows and what that meant to me to be in Kingston, to be in all those cities, watching them play and watching Gord soldier through that thing. It, it is profoundly impactful for me. But I made a point of saying to this crowd who just wanted to see Sloan do one chord to another, I think is what they were playing and, you know, their album. And, and I was just like, we got to stop doing this. We got to stop assuming that our artists are doing fine because they had success. They're not always doing fine. And we need to value the people. I, I mean, I was talking about bands and art, but I think this is true of people. Like, And, and that's where I'm. my back goes up when people are like, I don't need to hear, you know, for example, tons. Those guys did it already. Like, why are we still paying attention to them? Like, well, they made a great record and they keep their people. Like, are we just supposed to retire, go off into that good night? Anyway, bit of a rant. Thank you no, for okay. thank you for your work with Gord and on that <laughs> on that record and the subsequent teamwork. That was that hip yeah. record was massive teamwork. Yeah. Massive, massive. David Hamlin and yeah. Al Spencer. And the guys being very open to taking a ton of time to just go in and and do it and yeah it was it was a weird time but well i hope you don't feel put out to pasture is all i'm saying i i I get that at all this is let me if i can just take direction of this conversation for a second i don't feel put out to pasture at all no one's putting me out to pasture and if i am out to pasture it's because i'm out there chilling i i (laughs) see what's going on and i'm as i said i'm content with what i've done and i love where i'm going the future to me is exciting Mm. and i i understand the what's going on and i'm not asking anyone for anything i mean i it's funny i didn't know that factor because factor works with the this changed on me i guess since my last record but i didn't submit for any grants or any factors or anything like that because i just said that's not my place i'm not doing that at all and the label's like well you should you should i said no i'm not gonna do it yeah but i still have to put the logo on the record obviously incredible foundation incredible people that have uh always come through for arts and crafts so now you have to if they're funding any a part of your label or helping out every record has to have factor on it and i understand that but i was trying to make some sort of stance to myself to say i'm i'll I'll do this on my own i obviously have had i have this label i've had it now for a very long time i've had success i've had that now for a very long time i understand if people are, are just like no that guy doesn't deserve anything anymore i get it yeah i'm, I'm okay with it Vish. no I am. okay i'm gonna keep making music <laughs> i love puns i was singing the inbreds with adam sturgeon last night on the porch oh there you go yeah. so i i i don't want to fall into the ages category or into the poor me category it's just it's tiresome and it's a conversation that I would be careful of you even having because it keeps it existing. And if you do that, then we're stuck in this loop. And quite frankly, it's that loop, especially within here and in creation, that is actually hurting the artist more than the theory of people getting put out into pasture. And we have to be careful as people of our age to not promote that loop. Okay. All right. Listen, I'll take that under advisement. You tell me what to do. No, I appreciate what you're saying, and I think you're onto something there. Um, but I also think you, I mean, your new album as KDAP, which again, what does that stand for? Uh, Kevin drew a picture. Kevin drew a picture. Right. Mm. His new album is called Influences. So, in all my sort of belly aching just now about paying tribute and <laughs> being mindful and not taking people for granted, you've called your record 
influences, which I think it's uh, maybe self-explanatory. What does that title mean to you? What does it connote in this context? Well, because I'm such a music lover and I believe in music and I've been listening to it since I was a little child, I know that I have been influenced by all that I've taken in neurologically and spiritually and physically and everything that I've swallowed up over the 45 years of living. And also the people that I've been around, the people that have been in my life, the moments that I've had, the decisions I've made, the, the regrets and everything that influences who we are and how you approach your artwork. So, hmm. and in the speakings of friends dying, I, I've had, I've lost some friends now, you know, they aren't around. I've, I have a few that I love dearly that aren't here. Hmm. And I haven't done anything on my own for seven years. Darlings was uh, my last solo outing and it just came pouring out of me. And I realized I wasn't writing the record. It was everything that was writing the record, everything that I had heard, everything that I'd gone through, everything that led me to this little part right here. And I was honored by that. Hmm. I was honored by all the experiences, good or bad. And I was honored by all the artists that I've taken in and all the ones, you know, within broken social scene, you've taught me so much. All of them, you know, all of them taught me so much. Yeah. So I just got stuck on influences and I thought I love the idea of how we are neurologically influenced within our subconscious. And there's so much we don't know that we're taking in right? within the element of how we live today as a society within our social media addictions. And just you saying, I heard that hip record, you know, they didn't like it. Well, it was one guy. Well, that's, exactly what i'm talking about yeah yeah we are prone to so much visual stimulation that it's very hard to distinctly differentiate what is right and wrong or the divide that we are constantly in now and have constantly been in for the last four years it only gets stronger the more the divide turns on each other so Hmm. i just thought about the middle lane and i thought okay i'm just making this instrumental record and bringing everything that I feel with me to it. And then, you know, Vish, it could be talked about for three hours and that's it. And if that's it, that's it. <laughs> I appreciate that. that. Yeah, That's life. And that's what it's like. And then you keep going and you do other things and you carry yourself and your def- definition, obviously I think should be how you look at yourself and the, f- the reflection that you see, through how you handle the situations. I have been wonderful. I've been terrible. I am on a tip now and I reached out to you when I saw that you weren't doing well. Yeah. When you publicly said, I, I'm not doing well. I understood that Yeah. because I was, I went there and I was approaching 40 and I kind of lost my mind a little bit. I think when I and was, I, yeah, I was struggling when my mother was ill with cancer, I think is when you, mm-hmm. when I made, did I say something online? I, I don't know if I did. But I caught something. I remember I, I recommended this book, and yeah, I just, yeah, we had a nice chat. I was driving yeah, back from Toronto. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, no, I just I, I wind and thought I should reach out. Because no, and I appreciate that's what that. You have to do. Yeah, no, no. You've been lovely to me over the years. I still have a very fond memory of my back going out at the Hillside Festival uh, in Guelph, and your your <laughs> band was playing, and my band was playing, and my back went out just before we were supposed to get on stage. Could have been psychological, frankly. Mm-hmm. Um, but you were there. You had your T threes or whatever. But you you've got some back stuff too, right? Yeah, yeah. I don't remember this though. When was this? Oh, I don't know. It must have been uh, two thousand four or something like that. Oh, yeah. It was a long time ago. But you you popped me some pills. 
<laughs> you were my Dr. Robert. That. Yeah, you, you were there it's, for me. and uh, I'll take care of you. Come here. It did help. I mean, I was able to, like, I could barely get the drums on stage. It was really bad. Uh, oh, I remember that now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. You what were, was the band? What was the band? I think at that point it was a band called the Neutron Stars. It was like a rock band um, that I played with with some Guelph people. And yeah. yeah, I think that's the one that must have been. I don't think it was one of the other ones. But yeah, no, you were very kind and you have been. So I appreciate well, you're that. Very kind. And you're very supportive. And this podcast is very supportive. And I'm glad I finally did it. And it is, we just did an hour. Did we just do an hour? We're almost there. I just wanted to, I can tell you've made a couple of allusions to wanting to leave. You want to get out of here. You've got to get going. No one really does that in a podcast anymore. They accept that they're there for the long haul. But I appreciate your mindfulness. Don't of accept. The, I, or no, there's that great Nada Surf line. Please accept. I think you'll like it. You went pavement there for a second, and then you went to Nada Surf. I saw that. It well, was good. That song is actually called Gold Sounds. That's which right. Which is strange because... Yeah. There's gold. I said, wow. So now to surf gold sounds, pavement gold sounds. That's probably where it came. Well, no, but the gold sounds pavement doesn't have the donut. Anyway, let's just, yeah. let's just move on. The one thing I want to ask you about before we go, and because uh, mm. we've talked about the app and you've talked about making the music. Mm. One of the interesting things that I've read about and haven't talked to you about is it sounds to me that you made the record while walking around, while hiking yeah. around London or something. Is that right? I was in the English countryside. I was very fortunate, um, and I traveled when it was very weird, and it was uh, in June when the pandemic started. So there wasn't travel shame at that point, and I went to England for three months, and I went for love. I was very much in a wonderful situation with, with a wonderful human being, and I went down there and kicked it and kicked it with her family, and we had a great time, and it was just so unusual and i was in the countryside when i found the app so i was able to you just you know you can just walk around with your thumbs and then also i was down by the, the towpath in in islington in, in uh, london and uh it's a beautiful canal but hmm. bicyclists and pedestrians sort of collide together so i would just sort of take these meditative walks get jacked up on coffee and just sort of try to write a song a day on this application because once i realized that you could do that. It wasn't just this thing for fun. That like I, I constructed songs. I started to figure out how to go back to the beginning to change time signatures, to change keys. I really started to master huh. Huh. this aspect so that I could have some changes. And listen, Fish, I've had some really fortunate moments, and that last summer was one of them, and I'll never forget it. And I obviously owe a lot to just being able to be open in life and not follow hmm. the dictation of how people tell you you're supposed to live. And it's difficult because it's huge the way you're supposed to live and how you're supposed to love yeah. and what that represents. And it's difficult when you don't do that. And it's not even out of choice. It's kind of, you could stumble into having non-traditional relationships and it's a judgment vacation that you find yourself on a lot of the time. But if you stand your ground and you figure out what it actually means, then life just becomes for the living yeah. and it does become an adventure. And there is pain. There's always pain where that whenever there's anything wonderful, there's going to be something that's a bandaid that yeah. hurts, but that's the beauty of it. And that's why you take the risk. And that's why you gamble. You know, I think we are so afraid to be hurt, especially 
if we carry all the hurt that we've caused or has been caused to us. But man, if you just say, fuck it, it's a good life. Yeah. And you're in a fortunate position where when you have these breakthrough moments, you can document them and, yeah. and pro- you can process them and document them and then share them. And then we all start to think about things. That's what I just summarized art. I was just trying to, <laughs> just trying to. See. You did it. <laughs> Good. Oh, how many episodes was it? And you got it. 620 you know. odd episodes. Yeah. Uh, in terms of what's next. Yeah. I mean, it's hard to predict. These things are shaky. Do you yeah. have plans beyond this record and, and anything? Yeah. What, what's going on? Just I'm making stuff. You know, I'm in the studio right now, and I think that's possibly why we, we got onto the Gord topic. I am in his church. I am in the hip church right now at Bathhouse Studios, and yeah. I'm grateful for them that I've been able to be coming up here since 2013. And I absolutely adore Niall Spencer, who is the who you know runs the ship here, mm. and we've gone through a lot together. And uh, I love his approach to sound. I understand it because I've made Darlings, uh, Secret Path. Uh, the hip, introduce yourself, broken yeah. social scene, uh, hug a thunder, and broken social scene. Uh, let's try the after, and then I came here and did KDAP. So right. we we have a long relationship of knowing each other's moves, and I'm up here right now with a, another band where it's like you're you're just I'm I love the moment and I love creating in the moment, and I'm currently doing that right now, and yeah, I think as long as that terminology of paying it forward because I do say the word fortunate a lot. And I think that's also because I lost sight of that for a little bit, but that's, that's human life. Yeah. But yeah, I'm here to help and I try (laughs) to do that. And I, you know, it's my first solo record in seven years. So it's not like I'm out there taking up the space and trying to, you know, use the advantage of my label. I mean, I'm grateful for the, for everyone at ANC who's still going for it. It's a really difficult time and we're pulling through and that's kudos to them and the staff. And I'm just glad that I'm able to put this out and try to win the afternoon, you know, just try to yeah. see if I can get into people's living rooms and you like it, please tell your friends you don't like it. I get it. I know? appreciate your, your diplomacy and self-awareness, to be honest. I always, uh, I always have. And, uh, and your uh, passion for others too, you know, your yeah. su- your support for others has always resonated with me as well. So I, I want to thank you for that. If people want to learn more about KDAP, uh, this record, anything else, uh, you I mentioned your Instagram earlier, but is there anything you want to, any places at, rather that you'd like to direct people to right now? Go to wherever you buy records or you listen to records. You know, visit all the streaming sites or uh, go right. to a record store. I'm cool with whatever. And is this out on um, Arts and Crafts? Yes, it is. Yeah, okay, right. I licensed it. I licensed it to my own label. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. That's where I'm at, Vish, okay? I'm next level. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, it's very TMI, but no, that's good. No, I appreciate that. <laughs> that's good. No, it's, uh, it's people can learn more about the record and order it, I presume, via Arts and Crafts. Is it, is it a vinyl pressing as well? Yes, the wonderful thing about new management, they were very big on vinyl. And it was a five-month wait. It was just insane, but we did it. So, and, and kudos to every, like I said, I have a wonderful team and it takes a team. And, yeah. I, and I've always, my success, Fish, is not mine. It's teamwork. That's right. what it is. It's, right. I'm, I'm successful by committee, by the people that, 
you know, social scene, everyone that's in that band uh, definitely have helped me be helped success in my life. And, and uh, you know, my family and friends and, and the people and the staff at ANC, they're, they're all a part of the word fortunate when I speak of that word. Hmm. Um, and I'm not, that's not lost on me. And I'm certainly not someone who takes credit. And that's why I wanted to change my name and call this record Influences because I wanted to say I didn't make it because I didn't. I honestly have never experienced it before. I was a vessel. It was just pouring out of me and I didn't understand what was going on and I didn't question it and I didn't get in the way and I didn't think about it. I just made it. Well, we're all glad you did. I'm glad you did. And (laughs) and before we go, Mm -hmm. I wonder if you can uh, select a song from influences that maybe we can go out on so people can get uh, a sense of uh, of the record. Is there something that comes to mind? The long one, the last one, Almost Victory, Keep On Going. That was very much one that was done with the house and done with the spirit of this house and saluting. You know, I haven't really been able to salute those I've lost. And I have one there for Wilner called Wilner's Parade. And, yeah. and uh, Almost Victory, Keep On Going is kind of for you know the man and his family and here we are in the house of of it all and uh Hmm. you know i i hold those people in high regard and i always always get out the ouija board whenever i'm by the recording console because i'm like let's jam (laughs) i miss him so much myself so let's dedicate this uh song if you if you don't mind kevin let's dedicate it to to gord downey and to the downey winjack uh, foundation. Why don't we do that? Is that okay? Yeah, let's dedicate to his family. Yeah, and his family and his friends and all yeah. who knew him and loved him. This is uh, Almost Victory Keep End Going by KDAP from the uh, lovely and fascinating new record Influences. Kevin, thank you so much for uh, being you and for being on my show and best of luck with everything in the future. I hope we talk again soon. Yeah, you, you take care. Say hi to the family and uh, watch out for the heat, okay? Will do.
Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowl and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowl and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Very special thanks again to my old associate, Kevin Drew, for appearing on this, the 624th episode of Creative Control. Astoundingly, his first ever appearance, I think, on this show. Can that be true? I think it is. I don't think... I think he... Yeah, we just haven't chatted. So we did it. We finally did it. 624 episodes. It took that long, but Kevin is on the show, uh, which is part of the Entertainment One Podcast Network and is available wherever you get your podcasts. If you can't find an episode that you're looking for, or if you want to learn more about me and sign up for my monthly newsletter, please visit my website, vishkana.com. You can like Creative Control on Facebook, follow the show on Twitter at vishcreative, or follow me directly on Twitter and on Instagram at vishkana. You can also visit patreon.com slash Control to make a flexible and monthly donation to keep this podcast going. Thank you very much to every one of you listening who does that. Uh, it means the world, sustains the podcast. It's great. $6 or more a month grants you access to exclusive content. And if you're interested in receiving a Creative Control t-shirt, please message me on Patreon and I will get you one while supplies last. Just let me know your size and if you want the yellow one or the maroon one. I know they come; they look kind of red if you can see them online, but it's maroon. And they, oh, they size a bit big. The large is a big large. Just keep all of these things in mind. We can talk about this on Patreon. I'm taking this offline, as they like to say. Thanks again to the fine Alberta record retailer Blackbird Music, which you can learn more about. And uh, you can order stuff, I think, by now on their website, blackbird.ca. Also, I want to thank uh, for their in-kind support, Pizza Trocadero, The Bookshelf, and Planet Bean Coffee in Guelph, and Granddad's Donuts in Hamilton. And, uh, you know, they all offer in-kind support, which I appreciate. I want to also thank my friend Jim Guthrie uh, for letting me use some music of his on the show. You can learn more about Jim at jimguthrie.org. And finally, thank you very much for listening to this episode with Kevin Drew, and, and hopefully you'll check out his new album, Influences. It's really, really fascinating. And uh, other than that, thank you for listening to this show. Maybe subscribe to the podcast if you like what you've heard. Uh, there's obviously 623 episodes that precede this one that might be worth checking out they might be to your fancy so yeah subscribe to the show tell your friends about the show all those sorts of things spread the word about it if you want to or just do nothing just listen to the show you and me we don't need anyone else we'll just enjoy this together thanks again bye for now
Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm. 